0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Don't talk back. Welcome to Yak Radio, the radio show that's about, well, who knows? It's a different topic every week, but Yak Radio is always full of information to help you and your family get through life. Now here's your Yak Radio host, Dave Stahl. Daddy,
1: yak! Don't hold that. All right, folks. Welcome to Yak Radio with Dave Stall on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you own a little liquor store, grocery store, or a convenience store? You know, it's really hard to find employees nowadays, right? Well, guess what? Southwest Point of Sales got a great program for you, and it is a way to just go out through the checkout stand without any people. They'll, you know, it's self-checkout. It'll solve all your employee problems. If you're interested, give them a call at 619-288-2100 and take your business into a different direction. All right. This segment is also brought to you by San Diego Propane. They're only out in East County, but they're family-owned and operated, and they only service East County. Great customer service. Great service. I mean, I use them. Couldn't ask for anything better. Phenomenal pricing. He even calls me when he knows propane's going to go up, and he goes, hey, let's go fill your tank before the propane goes up. That's San Diego Propane. Check them out at SD-Propane propane.com and for automotive repair west escondido auto and trans four locations napa auto care ase certified their guarantees good clear across the united states go to west automotive all right i've been working on this interview how long mr shad
0: Years for as long as I've known you, I think. (laughs) I'm telling who who my dad was. Yeah,
1: who your dad was, and I knew of your dad, and I kept saying, "Come on, let's get him on radio. We'll have some fun." And who we're talking about is Sherman blosh If is that did I pronounce that right? Balch, Balch. Okay, there we go. And Sherman has been in motorsport. I was reading his uh, itinerary. I mean, if I, I don't even think we have enough time. We got. 68 Gold uh, Country Classic, overall winner, score international point champion 76, three times score international off roadsman of award winner, you know, score international class champion, seven times Riverside off road, and he beat Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible thing you did! 76 Class 3 Jeep, Class uh, 3S Scouts, Class 7. Uh, teamed up with Roger Mears, and and I've read a book, and they actually said if it hadn't been for Sherman, Nissan would have never made it in the stadium trucks. HDRA 250, Mint 400, Parker 400, Mexicali 250, Barstow 250, San Felipe 250, Colorado State off-road champion, Mickey Thompson Grand National Truck at Jack Murphy, and at the L.A. Coliseum, Sherman. You must be tired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, wasn't it? Though, oh yeah. But Definitely.
1: what got you into motorsports? I mean, did your mom and dad, you know, you know, get you into a, like go karting or anything?
2: Uh, well, actually, in Fresno, uh, mm. I got into quarter midgets. My uh, dad, my dad, got us into quarter midgets yeah. and did that for a year or two. And anything with wheels and anything you could drive was yeah. just uh, uh, fun. I enjoyed it.
1: And the bonus to it was, if you didn't do good, g- good in school. And at home, guess what? They parked the race car.
2: Yeah, that was a motivation <laughs> for a license. The scary part of my life when, you know, the grades had to be there. To yeah, you the- mean,
1: oh, I got to have good grades, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. And and that, that acorn didn't fall too far from the tree, Shad. You do a lot of off-roading, right? Oh, yeah. What yeah. about you, Shane?
0: Yeah, I used to off-road race. I mean, that was our family vacations was going to the desert or going to the stadiums. So he was doing simultaneous uh different circuits. Yeah. Short course and then out to the desert.
1: And isn't it crazy how how popular the Mickey Thompson series was and you're driving what 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour tops?
2: Yeah, it's all relative to the space yeah. you have and it, Yeah, and but
1: and fiberglass was cheap. There had to be back there.
2: We we would go with three sets of body panels for each car. And they were on Zeus fasteners. they were quick release, yeah. quick... Yeah. Okay,
1: so you started out, you got into quarter midgets, so you must have had the bug. And that sounds to me like you were probably pretty good from the start. Well, it was... You can brag a little. You know, it's okay. It was
2: about the only thing I could do. I could just figure out how you could drive vehicles. And it just seemed more logical and common sense. So i got into that. And uh, uh, my mom and dad got divorced at a young age, and uh-huh. I was in... Uh, we used to have auto shops. I don't know if they still I used was, to be in auto shop, oh, too. I would I would still be in high school if it wasn't for <laughs> shop classes. You would be, don't even get me started. <laughs> you know, yeah, so anyway, but I, I literally bought a Jeep in pieces and put it together in auto shop. And wow. why I say in pieces, the trans, uh, transmission was disassembled. Oh uh, my but uh, about the only book I could say I really read intensely was Chilton Auto Manuals, you know so other, than, other than, I have the whole
1: collection at home cuz I was exactly the same way. Yeah. So you got really involved into that and then yeah then what? One thing led to another?
2: Yeah, I went to some uh, club events, you know, four-wheel drive events and that's what the Gold Country Classic, right. you know, they were uh, they were, you know, two or three minute timed events and uh, what what I would do because I just wanted to do good, so I would spend hours uh, before, uh, during the, uh, you know, the it, the race would be like 200 Jeeps. So they would go from 8 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. I'd go out on the course and walk it and watch every corner for 2 or 3 hours before I got, you know, you have 2 minutes. Yeah. It's a 2-minute course. So I'd have every corner figured out in my mind. And if there was a blind corner or downhill, it made it much easier because I'd watch 3 or 4 drivers. And you naturally you tend to let up as you come up to a down downhill or a blind corner, but knowing what it was and picturing in my mind i all that daydreaming in school really paid <laughs> off because I could visualize literally visualize yeah. my whole drive time before before uh, I did it, and, and how uh, many
1: drivers went out with you and did that? Probably well, none
2: oh, oh no, there there might be one or two would watch a section, but I would just I would literally spend hours yeah. watching it and have everything figured out in my mind before before I went
1: now, everybody walks a track. you know, if you go yeah. to a track you've never been to, you pretty much walk the track right. so you'll know what you're getting yourself into. So that's probably because you knew when you went into a blind turn off cambered on cambered, you knew in your mind how fast you could go into it, or everybody else might be backing out of it they don't know what that turn is you're hammering through it
2: right or you go slower because yeah. if you went in slower the second turn is tighter and you could go faster through the whole wow. thing so and in these races at that time we were on the hillsides and and like i said there was a cross country which was ups and downs and out in the bushes i mean you literally have to climb through bushes to watch the course <laughs> The obstacle course was one where they exactly what it sounds like, the mud pit, the tire pit, the logs, and that, uh, you know. So, yeah, I just, you know, I'd spend hours, and I loved every bit of it.
1: (laughs) So, and then all of a sudden, you kept winning, and you kept putting a, a spotlight on yourself, to the point where people, when did they start coming to you to race their equipment? Because meanwhile, you're spending all the money.
2: Yeah, well, and I was, uh, you know, I, I'm still in high school. So there was this Archer Brothers Jeep parts up in the uh, uh, San Francisco Bay I'm from area. Baleo. Oh, okay. And my so, parents
1: grew up in Walnut Creek and Pleasanton, so I know okay. exactly who you're talking yeah. about.
2: and uh, I would go down there, and there again, I had no money. I'd literally go through their scrap pile of transmission parts. Sure. So this wasn't racing. This was more just driving around town. Yeah. You know, Find gears. And, but I learned how to put, build transmissions, rear ends, and engines and everything. Without and, going to school for that. When, well, I had the auto shop. Yeah, exactly. But me and Chilton's auto yeah. manuals, and then working uh they started helping me out with parts and supplying parts so they were my first sponsor art nice. and garner archer great guys yeah. uh you know and they had this place so they, it was great uh and, you know as a kid to do that and
1: uh that's amazing well i'll tell you what let's go ahead and take uh we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the next section of your experiences uh because you're staying mainly off-road right yes yes yeah didn't get into asphalt Nope. You still believe asphalt is how to get to the race? Is that uh, what you're telling me?
2: Yeah, some of the early Mickey Thompsons were in on uh, concrete. I forgot, Astrodome or one yeah. of them were on, and he had metal plates for And some you never
1: liked that, did you? Nah, yeah. it, it
2: was all how, yeah. You're just, a slip it, and sliding yeah. kind
1: of guy, I got a feel. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Folks, you're listening to Yak Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl on FM 961 This segment is brought to you by Bumper Dock, Santee, scratches, dings, and dents. Boy, I tell you what, or lease return, you need to go there first. Because if you get a lease vehicle and it's got scratches, dings, dents, and you just turn it back into the lease company, <laughs> you're going to hate the bill you get. So go to Bumper Dock. They'll take care of it. And if you're into off-road or just street driving, San Diego gear and axle, they'll take care of your complete undercarriage, sdgearaxle.com. All right. Hey, I've got the Bolts family in, Shad, Sherman, and Shane, and what's your sister's name? Shauna. And Shauna. <laughs> so you can tell mother and father were very creative when it came. <laughs> yeah. What was the reason you named everybody after an S? Was there anything behind that? Or should we act put your wife on?
2: Uh, Probably the <laughs> wife better answer that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she's already shaking her head. She's not going to do that. Well, we'll save that for another okay. show. Okay. So you started out in high school. You, you, you got into auto shop, which I was right there with you between auto shop and wood shop yep. you know we would have never survived let me tell you yeah. of course nowadays they don't think that's something that you need so then so you're just really just playing around i mean you weren't looking to go racing professionally right
2: uh well i started then going to a little bit bigger event you know mm. and then i was really hooked mm-hmm. and and such so uh, I started going to you know 50 milers or 100 oh. milers and, and such. And then I was out of high school, and now I had a job and more more money to, to put into it. Uh, so I'd do all of my own wrenching and just started going to different races around. And that was where the old Riverside, the original Riverside, was literally in a riverbed yep. outside Riverside. Yeah. And uh, they it, it was the type of race that fit perfect into my background. It was a short course. They'd, yeah. They ran two. It had like an inner loop and an outer loop, mm-hmm. and it'd start two cars at a time, and one would go on the inside loop, which would be shorter, so they'd cross and go to the outside, and and then there'd be eliminations, and the, it was a great Ooh. spectator. Is race. that where you
1: embarrassed uh, Steve McQueen?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know that I embarrassed him, but you remember the Baja boot? Vic oh, Hickey, yeah. Vic Hickey. So he... Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, for a kid my age, it was a highlight, <laughs> you know, the, the movie Bullet had just come yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it, it was fun. It was an elimination race and, uh, you know, and, and from there I just started going more and more and, right. and, and as did better, got more, you know, sponsors and such.
1: Well, and that's really what it took. And yes. back then... Yeah, you're right. You you virtually twisted your own wrenches. I mean, you didn't have a transporter, you know, with 30, 40 people behind you to, you know, where mm-hmm. you could just fly in, drive and
2: fly out right right well when i went to that race i towed the jeep on the ground with a tow bar <laughs> so I, I took the drive line off the rear i think but, yeah well yeah just because you never knew the, but uh yeah so that was uh yeah that uh, but you learn a lot more well, and yeah
1: yeah hands on you know yeah. i mean nothing nothing because i mean i kind of look at days of thunder you know where where tom cruise looks at his crew chief and he says i don't even know what you're talking about you know right. about set up and wedge right. and 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 you're right. There's a lot to be said for that. And trust me, there's nobody out there that if they don't know anything about the car, they're not going to win anything, right? Because if you can't communicate with your crew chief, you're not going to win or come close.
2: Right. Well, setting up suspension. One thing about off-road racing, which was really good, is there's so much is on the driver because the course is changing. Your suspension's changing. Mm -hmm. There's no... There's no one groove consistently on the course, right? And depending on how your suspension's going and and how the course is uh, tore up, there you may be needing to find a whole other route in an area, and I mean another route may be six ten inches over, yeah. Know, yeah, in the groove or out of the groove, or you know, it, it's just hard to say. But and you had to learn how to read the track. Yes, you, tr- yes, you you didn't follow the trail where the, the guy
1: in front of you went. You yeah. looked at the whole where that visual aspect had to come in. Now, unfortunately, you probably couldn't walk a lot of those tracks because they were too big.
2: Right, right. So you had
1: to realize your your peripheral vision so that you can look and see where to go and where not to go.
2: Yeah, and the uh, then I was, like, at that point doing the Jeep, and we got into some of the uh, uh, Baja races mm-hmm. and such, and I think 76, I built a Jeep uh, from the ground up, and uh, we it was uh, uh, a wet year. They had a lot of rain on that, uh, but uh, uh, we ended up winning that one. Did and you it build was, it
1: accordingly, knowing uh, that it was going to be raining, or uh, no? No,
2: well, a little bit. I had, you know, on the windshield then, I used, most of the time, wouldn't run with a windshield, but I ran with one, but we cut a slit out about a four-inch slit in the middle at eye level, uh, so I could literally duck behind it. I still had a face shield sure, on, sure, sure. but I could duck behind it for the mud and such as you uh, came up. So it, there was great parts and and bad parts because we didn't have the dust now. Yeah, so yeah. you could passing and catching other cars was much. Easier, yeah. Uh, but then, if you got too close to mud, you could get splattered with the mud, yeah. and if you weren't careful, the radiator get full of mud. Yeah. And you So it it uh it was it was a fun race, and you didn't it, have tear offs. Uh no, not well in a you know, in a ten, fifteen hour race it you know, they may last for it the first ten miles. Yeah, so.
1: exactly. Yeah. Well it's good that you had thirty, forty inches of wheel travel. That's the best part. <laughs> I
2: think you're one too many zeros there uh, <laughs> back with the jeep. It might have been five or five six or six. Yeah, yeah. Maybe ten inches if yeah. they were all the way airborne and hanging down.
1: Have you been in any of the new trucks with this upgraded suspension system where it's got massive amounts of wheel travel have you driven anything like that well shane's has a buggy
2: you know so he he has a four seat uh, buggy with what we'll tell what kind what of, do yeah, you got yeah an
0: alumicraft uh oh. early 2000 ls1 motor oh. it's it's our family toy yeah that's yeah. when we take our five-year-old and our uh four-year-old in the back in car seats strap sure. in five-point harness yeah and we go play out in the desert do you let him drive You've driven once, I think. Ah! Only one time. He's just smiling ear to ear. So I can answer your question. No, he's never been in anything. (laughs) With that much suspension. And power, right? Oh, yeah.
2: And he took his mom for a ride uh, just this last... We were down in Parker, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, how how fast did you take your mom? I
0: think we got 117. And mom, did you like
1: that? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up, double. (laughs) Runs in the family. Have you guys ever done the Nora? Because if no, you have, you
0: did way back in the day, but I think it's different. From, well, now
1: it's a vintage race. You know, yeah, you're not right. out there killing yourself. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the three of you guys ought to get a vehicle and you ought to run the Nora. I used to announce it for three years. Yeah, really? Yeah. And it, and what it is, it's you go from, you know, uh, Loret- uh, you go from no, no, Takati, to Bay of La, to Loretto, to La Paz, to Cabo. And logistically, it's it's
0: easier right oh, it's days yeah.
1: you start at seven in the morning and you're done at five and then you party and drink i ran into while i was there doing the the race and walker evans came up to me and he says wow that's the first time i've run this area and i've actually got to look at the scenery <laughs> yeah. you know because when you're racing you're not looking at, are you looking at scenery no, no no you're not taking pictures and saying <laughs> oh look at the sunset so you really 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 ought to think about doing it i mean it's there's all kinds of classes there's vintage classes yeah. you could get a get a trail boss yeah it's yeah. <laughs> entered every race and finished every race you yes, might as sir. well right yep. yeah but yeah. no it would be such a, a great and then the whole family could go or the ladies if they're smart they will fly to Cabo San Lucas <laughs> and meet you there at the pool bar Yeah. You know and then you guys could just you know work your way down so I just want I was been meaning to talk to you about it because if you haven't done it you really need oh, okay. to to think about it yeah. so so you're were, you were in your Jeep. How long did you stay in the Jeep?
2: Uh, I was trying to figure that out. I, I had to look back through trophies because <laughs> so, I switched to Scout. Oh. Uh, I got an offer from an international harvester. So I switched over to the Scout vehicle yeah. and and did that to I think eighty-two, uh-huh. and we had a very successful year in eighty-two. It, it uh, and uh, the Scout was a, a great vehicle, but yeah. they quit producing it. Right. So I pretty much at that point was l- about to lose my ride, and uh, and I thought, well, this is probably a time to start looking ha- around or hang hang it up. I've done did everything. Oh, you're getting
1: to quit. You're going to just
2: well. I I was still doing all the wrenching, you know. Uh... And these guys are growing up now. They were they were you know they enjoyed the desert but i was still spending too much time in the garage so and, they weren't
1: wrenching that much
2: they weren't well they were but it was more work going back and, and finding it out it. where my wrenches went <laughs> so we're, we're oh on. here it comes here yeah. it comes we were toddlers yeah <laughs> no i yeah nothing
1: scared me more when my dad said go get me a three uh three sixteenths oh my god i don't know where a three is and you know he had a very short you know attention span so he ended up going to get it himself so and it's interesting because I would imagine you correct me if I'm wrong, but you were probably one of the winningest drivers in a scout.
2: Yeah, yeah. We really had, at the time For they sure. came out, they yeah. they jumped into it. International Harvester jumped into it. There was Jerry Boone, Frank uh, Frank Howarth. I'm going to butcher his yeah, name. Howarth Howarth uh-huh. and uh, Jerry Boone and myself and. Um, Eighty-two, we had a good year. We won three or four races in it. Wow. I think we won most all of our races in eighty-two with it. And uh, that, then again, like I said, they were quitting producing it. Yeah. But it was a, it was a heavy vehicle. It was it wasn't a race car. No. It was more of a of a tank that you yeah. tried to turn into a race car. <laughs> but it was strong. It just was. It didn't break. Uh, no, it it was just uh, you know. And actually, they, um, I was a mixie. Mickey Thompson had the LA Coliseum race, but it wasn't the sport trucks then. Right. And it was four-wheel drive. And uh, Cheryl, uh, she always had to keep the camera rolling, so she has – I've super eight yeah. films of yeah. me rolling it in to the first roll of the grandstands, the scout and hanging the rear end up inside in, the, site, him. in the, LA he, the LA Coliseum.
1: And shooting out the uh the, oh, the parasol, tur- yes, parasol. Parasol,
2: yeah. Did yeah. that
1: not make you just suck up about a foot and a half underwear the first time you did it? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: the thing is we gotta practice all day before. So you start, uh, you drive up and you drive down <laughs> it. But one of the funnest things is my truck, I was driving for Nissan at that time. Uh-huh. I had two Two seats so they would we could bolt a second seat in and they'd let us take the press for it oh so i w- and they'd start us up at the top of the turnstile and we'd be about oh 30 40 feet back Nick. and so and then they're geared like nine nine fifty rear ends you oh know geared really low oh. with an automatic yeah. so it would rev to like four thousand the stall on the converter was four thousand so we would sit there and i'd say you're ready and it's just like that scene in uh uh the Shelby one with the guy screaming. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. it it the same thing because I would just punch it. The engine goes <laughs> up to about seven thousand uh, uh, RPM. We're probably going fifteen miles an hour, but we shoot straight off. Yeah, we go airborne straight out, and you're seventy feet up, and it it drops. Now I practice all day, and I drove down it, but and you land like a ski uh, uh-huh. on a ski slope. Uh-huh. This is the first time he's been in the car <laughs> so literally screamed <laughs> oh my god
1: well shad was nice enough to send me video of you at the coliseum and the one thing i got out of it you know watching all that you look like you drove and flew the farthest yeah of all the trucks that were out there i mean it's like
2: no fear and you were out there it was how I was setting up my suspension, too. I was setting it up so it would launch, and you'd come up to that. Uh, you come up high. You get on the brakes. You load the front suspension, and uh-huh. just before you go airborne, you get on the gas, so you get the spring, the front suspension uh, unloading, so it'll lift, and you'll land level, and the key was to fly as far as you could, right. but not too far. On the, <laughs> you don't want to land on flat ground. You no, <laughs> yeah. no. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I had it set up good for that. Jump and uh, and and how
1: did you, okay darn it we got to take another break can't <laughs> yeah. we just have not no commercials <laughs> jeez louise we all right folks this is Yak Radio with Dave <laughs> Stahl right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy the answer. Hey, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. We got the Balch family in, we got Shad, Sherman, and Shane. Uh, Sherman is the star of the group, uh, has been racing his whole life, started out taking everything apart when he was a little kid and decided we might as well do this another way. And he was a big supporter of Auto Shop, folks. Auto Shop, do you remember what that's all about? Most people don't. Hey, this segment brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. If you see all those Hot rod shows on TV, well, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff is a real deal. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go check it out at hotrodscustomstuff.com. And we've also got uh, – well, that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get back to, to Sherman. Now, you're doing all this. You're having fun. You weren't thinking about a future – what was the most fun you had in a series that you
2: got involved in, and what? How old were you at that time? Um, there was a couple races that really stuck out of me, but you know, one thing uh, because I have Shad and, Shad and Shane here, I, I just thought I should bring up because when we were driving from Nissan for Nissan going uh-huh. to the desert races, we had the pre-run trucks and uh so Uh, they were what we they called dollar trucks they they were cars that they couldn't sell so we give them as pre-runners we'd have to keep them off road but when they were, how old were you? Like eight or eight, eight and six, maybe? Little, yeah. Yeah, but they were literally, I, I drive the trucks out in the desert. So these two got their start, and both of their careers, this I, I take credit for, this was part of their education. Sure. So, Chad, when he's talking cars with people, but they would take the, the chase trucks and uh, Mears, uh, Casey. Casey
0: yeah, yeah we'd meet at the at the races and go get our daddy's trucks and, and go racing. And we'd have off. radios. You know, Nissan would have a radio channel. And where are you going? You know, we'd just go play out in the desert in full size trucks.
2: No, yeah, at, the, at awesome. the age of seven and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they it was would, amazing. They could only go in first gear. You know, that they weren't were allowed to go okay, racing. They hold it a play, minute. Play and <laughs> hold, that. hold that. Hold <laughs>
1: that thought for one second. Did you stay in first gear?
2: Of course
0: not. Did you stay in first gear? <laughs> Absolutely of not. Of course not.
1: What a father. <laughs> would
0: you have stayed in first gear? No. Uh, no,
1: but... It, but it sounded good. <laughs> so, Nissan appreciated which
2: it. Which one you took the rental car out?
0: So I did. That was in Perump. <laughs> you were out pre-running. I was, you know, less than a teenager. I think you were and, probably... He is older now, about 11 or 10. Right. Or oh, wow. but, you that know, makes a difference. I stuck in the little rental car multiple times come back and ask one of the pit crew to come tow me out. So after about the (laughs) fifth time, the crew chief came out to me, stood in front of me, handed me a shovel and said, don't get stuck
1: no and
2: that taught me a lot oh i bet it <laughs> yeah. a lot that was john deets he, yeah. he he was the one that was on the nissan and uh the main mechanic the main d- person there were several people on that crew from the bay area that just you know were, were volunteers oh and yeah i, I can't, can't thank them enough and yeah. wouldn't be here it was a team sport yeah. you needed those supporters so those guys but yeah i remember john saying you got stuck dig it out you know yeah, that is so life I'm, lessons I'm, yeah. I'm glad i had a full insurance on the rental car yeah no <laughs> kidding were, yeah, so. well
1: you almost i mean yeah no that that yeah. makes perfectly good sense <laughs> so would you say out of everything you've done was the nissan series probably the most fun that you did
2: uh I would say, yeah, we had the good factory support. We had yeah, everything that helps. Yeah, and and yeah, it it was probably the the best all the way around. It was a good vehicle, and the the best race was the uh, Baja One Thousand where I drove with Roger Mears. So I drove. He drove the first uh, six seven hundred miles. We're getting to the point that one driver you could make it, but you can't. You can't stay as fast as you you know, you can't try to lose your edge after a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. For for 20 hours, this is 18 to 20 hour race. So I drove the last 300 miles. Mm. So, and when we were, uh, when I took over, he had a flat tire or something and, yeah, uh, uh he was down a couple minutes and he said you know you're fresh just you, uh, go, go for, for it. it yeah so we're we're going along I, you know i don't want to break it so you know yeah it hands it to you you know i think second position so we were going and we were gaining on uh it was larry Ragland, larry Raglan. in the in chevy, chevy. Yeah, yeah i know larry yeah, Ragland. so we're we're gaining on him <laughs> and Oop, you hear that
1: chevrolet <laughs> coming after <laughs> yeah. chevy
2: yeah so uh, and we had started like three or four minutes behind him so we didn't have to pass him to beat him uh, uh, you just
1: had to get close uh, to him but time wise yeah
2: but we were down near the end uh, you know and we didn't have the split so we uh, the chase crews weren't able to be in front and get uh, a split uh. but we're going along the coast all of a sudden the oil pressure gauge starts bouncing around and these you know this one the rev set seven thousand a four-cylinder if uh, if you if, <laughs> if you you know if it if you lose your oil pressure you're gone in about 30 seconds yeah so we uh, we figured, well, we got got to stop. So we stopped, and Brent Foes was uh, uh, was the uh, car builder and co-driver uh-huh. and stuff. He jumps out and dumps in two quarts of oil. But, you know, that's getting it unharnessed, getting it out oh, of the yeah. back. That's two or three minutes Easy. or whatever. So we're still not getting any splits, and we're coming down into La Paz, and you're up high and you're coming down. And I finally get a hold of Roger, and I said, we got second uh, – tied up how hard do you want me to push and it was the best words i ever heard he said second doesn't count Ah! (laughs) the
1: way we went yeah so did you pass raglan no we we never
2: did we kept going and we come out on the last mile or so was on asphalt so we come out on the asphalt screaming sideways everything else roger's there they didn't get us a split you know so when it when we finish we come in and the crowds gathered around. We had to go through a crowd. It's all gathered around Raglan. He's finished and he's up there and we finished and they don't they we still don't know who won. We're uh, that close. So we're we're there and trying to figure out and he you know, he's a block up there. All of a sudden I see him slam his helmet down on the his hood.
1: You knew right then <laughs> I there. knew
2: right then. It, it turned out it was like nineteen seconds in no, nineteen like seconds. Clubs. In almost a a 20-hour race. And I don't think his crew had the splits on us, you Uh know, to know that we were gaining on them and and catching up. But uh, in that last, you know, 30, 50 miles, I took a tree limb off on the passenger side window uh, you know we we you know missed a few corners but uh you know uh 19th. you won. yeah we won yeah
1: yeah that's all it counts oh, right yeah.
2: no well like you said that was the greatest thing you ever hear doesn't uh, it doesn't
1: count it doesn't count go for it and do yes. you ever see rick Mears or any of the drivers from days gone by
2: uh haven't seen we follow and we follow you need to do a class yeah. reunion or there's just there's, get you together
0: into, uh selfish at the uh, at a, an event about a year and a half ago, remember? Oh, yeah. The uh,
2: the, the former promoter of Score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sal, yeah. yeah. I know Sal, Sal Fish Sal, real Sal's, well. Yeah, we saw Sal at the Corvette at Glenn launch. Glenn Harris, too. Yeah. He was there. Glenn Harris. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, it was a great bunch of guys. Well, it who, sounds
1: like, I mean, you could write a book.
2: Oh, definitely. Oh, no, I don't have it. Oh, please. I I could be interviewed for a book, but if you ever saw my writing, I was in auto shop, remember? That's
1: (laughs) right. You and me both. Well, it's funny. I tell, because of guys like you, I tell little kids that come into my show, as soon as you leave here, go get a diary. And every night before you go to bed, write a page of what your day was like. And if you do that, once you turn 30, 40, 50 years old, pfft. You could retire. It'll be a movie because every one of us in this room, if we would have done that, ladies included, wow. that wouldn't you? Do you oh, agree or not sure. agree? But
0: yeah, it's just recollecting it all is because we hard can't part.
1: remember what we had for breakfast, <laughs> yeah. let alone what happened twenty years ago. Are <laughs> <Me or> you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> but you know, and I'm just so happy because I I think I'm going to do is let you guys bail on the last fifteen because I know you got to fly out. And I don't want you to miss your plane and what have you. But I honestly cannot thank you enough for coming in.
2: Oh, it's our, it's my pleasure. I See,
1: really, I told yeah. you.
2: No, it, you were. It, yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave has been hounding to make this
0: happen for a long time. I, so have I'm you guys heard any stories that you didn't hear before? Oh, every time we, we yeah, every time he starts rattling off, there's a new story See, that we and, hadn't heard of. And that's really
1: what it is. So let me ask you this. Did you have a number that, that, that you loved from day one that you kind of tried to keep with you throughout your race career? uh i had
2: several different but uh, number eight was like my quarter midget number and i had it a few different times through so number eight was kind of the 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 number 34
1: was always been my number and i you know wherever i go i always and whenever i see somebody racing with 34 i kind of go with (laughs) Uh them a little bit more so all right now let me ask you the worst question i'm gonna have to ask you did you keep any of the vehicles
2: we I have one. We yes. have we have one. It's a couple generations back. It is a a nineteen
0: eighty eight Nissan hard body that four by was four four by four. Yep, it was one of the factory trucks. It started out. He was driving the Desert Runner special edition that Nissan was putting out. Right. So he had all the livery of the Desert Runner, and then um, we we kept it. Uh, I drove it for a few in a few races, and it's just sitting at the at the dad's garage now. Yeah. Is,
1: what kind of shape's it in? I mean, is it restored? Uh, I
2: mean let's just say a lot of deferred maintenance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's funny, I was just at the Nissan Design Center uh previewing the new Frontier. You know, yeah, and they had, uh, but it was an 80s uh, hard body. Uh-huh. That was the,
0: it. Yeah, I saw photos of that, that red was, that was
1: velour it. interior.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine racing a truck with red <laughs> velour interior?
2: Yeah. Oh, no.
1: Well, because you know, I always because nobody back in the day ever kept anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if anything, it was parts for the next project. Yeah, uh, I know Ivan Stewart extremely well, and I know you banged fenders with him more times right. than you care to admit. And he just had an auction. He moved. He, just, he lived out by where I live, way out east. And he just, you know, he just decided, you know, he was going to auction everything off. And my wife says, "Are you going out there?" I said, "Absolutely not, because I will buy everything and bring it all home." But uh, yeah, so you got to write a book, my friend. What you need to do is get somebody and dictate to them and just start talking stories start riffing
0: and, have them take notes
1: yeah well because i mean it's uh, you think nobody would care to read it but you were one of the pioneers i mean you did things with vehicles that shouldn't have been done really when you come right down to it because there was no technology back then you were the beginning wouldn't you say
2: yeah you 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 studied what everybody else was doing mm-hmm. and then stood back because it's it's uh, when you talk about continuous improvement if you don't make changes, you're going to be passed in a week or two yeah. or a month. So it's continuous improvement. So you would study what they're doing and you try something. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that, that's how you improve. Well, it's yeah, a- exactly.
1: That, and it keeps and it keeps your mind sharp. Yes. keeps, you know, because and so I bet even to this day, when you look at things, you look at them more from a mechanical, a- a, you know, point of view than just looking at something, right?
2: Yeah. Well. I'm involved right now because uh, we've been in construction was my history. Oh, okay. So my background, but um, what I got involved with because I I, I'll never retire. I mean, I'll always be doing something. But I got involved with uh, in Haiti doing some construction work. But we actually have a training center and. We're opening an auto shop. We're- Are <laughs> you really no, ser- seriously? Because it, it in a third world country, it's employment. You know, if you want to fight extreme poverty, you do it through employment. So now I got to find someone that I'll say you want to go to the Caribbean and and ah. uh, spend some time. So we're we're looking for someone in the uh, you know uh, that. Probably older that has experience in training at an auto shop and stuff because that wow. no one takes the time to equip or train any of the Haitians with these, and you would never you'd have cars backed up for oh. miles because there there's nobody I've been taught. Well, skills. I
1: used I used to be a service manager here uh-huh. in town as I mentioned, and I used to have work at a dealership. It was a Dodge store down by close to the border. Uh-huh. Well, we would get vehicles out of Mexico and. Their tools were a pair of side cutters and a hammer. (laughs) And me and my parts manager said, why don't we put a class together and go down to Mexico and teach? Uh So we did. And I made sure that him and I wore a a suit and a tie. And everybody in Mexico thought we were absolutely crazy. What are you doing in a suit and a tie? And we taught basic automotive to these young kids. You go in their shop. I've never seen a cleaner shop in my life. But they didn't know how to use the breakout tools. They didn't know how to use any, and they didn't know how to fix anything. They didn't even know what ABS was. So we did it for, oh, about a year, year and a half. And then, of course, Chrysler of Mexico found out about it. And They'd rather try to get the owners to spend $1,000 a student to go to Mexico City, which they didn't have the money to do that. So we got kicked out of Mexico. But I'm I'm really big on the training aspect, and, and they're thirsty to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. So is that a yes? You'll go to the Caribbean for a few <laughs> Well, I do four I do four
1: T V and I do five hours of radio. I might take a sabbatical. You never know. I've never been down there before. Well,
2: well Haiti is uh you it's the like w- wild, wild west. It's two yeah. hours from Florida. Um it uh it it is the most difficult, fulfilling and rewarding thing yeah. I could do. Yeah. Well, and especially helping someone l- learn.
1: Well, I'm only five years older than you. Okay? okay. And you and I are so much on the same mindset. Cause people ask me, are you retiring? I go
2: retiring.
1: <laughs> Why would I retire? You know, I've got nothing to retire to. And I always tell everybody, everybody has to give back penny to a million. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You all got, you all have to give back. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing here? You're just yeah. taking up space that somebody else could make, make more uh, profitable use out of it. But, uh, so what I'll do is I'll get you this show. I'll send it to you, you know, and, uh, probably on Monday. and Then, you know, anytime, anytime you want to do this again, maybe get some of the drivers or some of the crew people that are, Oh, okay. You know, bring them down. We'll do another hour and just hang out and talk about old times because it's really good for everybody. I mean, everybody yeah. learns and, you know, this is such a, a good experience. So, man, I can't thank you enough. But did you call your Uber friend? Yep. yep, it's all set. Is he ready? Is he down there? Not yet. Tire's burning? He's about five minutes away. <laughs> five minutes away? <laughs> all right, well, maybe we'll talk a little bit more. We'll hold you to that 10-minute. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. You ought to know. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Really
0: I really love it when you let me drive.
1: folks, welcome back. You're listening to You Ought to Know on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, this segment is brought to you by... Oh, yeah, I did all my commercials. We're good to go. We're sitting here with the Blosh family. Got Shad, Shane, and uh, Sherman, and Sherman is the senior of the group. Raced his little self to death for years and years and years. Um, and it's 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 absolutely amazing. And, and it sounds like it's such a career that you just got to be super proud of.
2: Yeah, it, it is, uh, and I was glad that the boys could go along with me, and our daughter actually drove our son's buggy yeah. one time when he was racing, so she even got into it. Thumbs
1: up, thumbs down.
2: Oh, I'm like... <laughs> oh you're the wife. Oh, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Mom says no. Well, oh. she She rolled it. <laughs> Mom yeah, had her she rolled it.
1: Well at least she knows how to do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: well she just got out and it was no big deal to her, but mom watching her roll. Yeah, <laughs>
0: mom is the real trooper here. Mom had to watch first husband do this right after they got married, right? I mean yeah. probably their honeymoon was probably in the desert. Before <laughs> radios. That, yeah. You know, you said you would sit out there for hours and hours and hours and hours wondering if Where when they're is he? Come by. Yeah. <laughs> You know GPS back then.
1: Well, you were you came from the era that that's what the wives did. I mean, if you married into a motorsport situation, you didn't say, "Oh, well, we're not getting, we're not doing this anymore," because you knew you married into it, and, <laughs> and you were probably one of your best supporters on yeah, and off the track.
2: Yeah, without, yeah, and yeah. He, Next show, we'll have to talk about the three or four days on life support after the helicopter crash, scouting well, a course.
1: that's what got you out of racing. Yeah, Is that it, was the end of it. You but. were scouting a course in a, in a helicopter?
2: Yeah, out of Pahrump, and we were in uh, Las Vegas to Verino. And um, it, there's not enough time probably to tell the whole story, except with the first 100 miles were closed due to the desert tortoise, so we couldn't pre-run and had a, a helicopter, and we got up. At the hundred mile mark, yeah. and and uh, made a turn, but we he, it was stalled, and we fell about ten stories. So, uh, but you um, but you're here with us. Yep, Ivan Stewart's helicopter uh, landed, and uh, they radioed in for air vac and exploded by third third lumbar vertebrae. Uh, I tell people I was six foot tall before that, but nobody's bought it yet. <laughs> no one's bought that <laughs> yeah, one yet, huh? Yeah. yeah. No. And then the lungs collapsed a few other th- things happened during that recovery and so but yeah. it's kinda ended. It
1: wasn't your time to go no, yet.
2: No, that's what she says. <laughs> yeah, I know. I
1: took a flat track motorcycle class at seventy two and broke four ribs and punctured a lung and drove from um, LA back to Alpine oh, geez. and went to the doctor and he and he says you know how old you are? I says I don't want to know how old I am. I go, what's going on? I have a hard time breathing. Well, you collapsed a lung and it's punctured. Wow. Oh, is that a problem? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, well, probably not. Come back in three days, and we'll see if you're if it fills up with air. I go, it doesn't have any air in it. I said, can you breathe? I well, well, no. But,
2: uh. Roll cage, roll cage. But you
1: know what? What's that old saying? You know, uh, how old do you think you would be if you didn't know how old you were today? Yeah. My brain says 18, and my body says stop it.
2: Well, I, I, I feel, I think, more 30. Well, I t- do tell people our kids are our age now. so yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, exactly. But now they're actually getting older than us, so I don't know how you're going to figure that one out. But what
1: would, what, what, what if somebody had walked up and offered you a ride in something, would you not say yes?
2: Uh, maybe I'd say how fast does it go first. Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go, too. That's right. Yeah. That is yeah. So. Yeah
1: yeah yeah well it's you would right yeah, absolutely yeah. and i know you absolutely. would he only let I me drive, drive his him.
2: car once it wasn't like <laughs> my. <laughs> he knew better yeah
1: wow that's that is absolutely cool does he let you drive his corvette
2: uh yeah but i'd get thrown in jail in about a week if i owned one that is i can't take that temptation of that well, horsepower and speed yeah
1: i do all these cruising segments and every segment okay this is the traction control button that you never ever 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 touch you never turn off traction control right oh yeah how many guys and girls have you known got in trouble by turning off the traction and control you can always tell yep yeah you well you also have a black box too that you can actually find out what we've done in your cars. In the press cars, yeah. Yeah, don't tell me you don't. I know that stuff because people ask me all the time, how fast did you go? Oh, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour, because I know better. But, all right, you got to get out of here? Yes sir. yes, sir. Man, I cannot thank you guys enough. I would get up and hug every one of you, but I still got five more minutes I got to talk on the air. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Thank you. Especially you, finally. Sherman, I'll get you that Nissan book, that Have No Fear, And uh, I'll probably have to get, what, two copies, one for you and one for him? Yeah.
0: That's what
2: I thought. Dave, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. We're We're friends for life, my friend. We're friends for
1: life. (laughs) You're always welcome back. So if you ever come up with a topic... Or some subject matter that you would just like to come in and, and do this again? Because I got a sneaky feeling you got a lot more to talk about <laughs> yeah, than he what does. we had in an hour.
2: I don't know if I want the crew telling any of this Okay,
1: ah, you, <laughs> you guys just head right out that door and thank you very much and have a wonderful uh, okay. right. rest of your week. Thank you. you still look six foot tall, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah. You still. Yeah, you, you guys got everything? Yep. All right, super. Well, i tell you what, folks, that was absolutely amazing. You know, the history of motorsports, just the history of people in general. Uh, Brendan, was that not amazing? Did you it, not? Do- I
2: mean, I learned a lot just based off that one hour. I want to do another hour right now I,
1: with them. I know. I would, too. I mean, because it's, it's, cause when you get those folks, you know, that have that history, because, you know, it's it's really kind of like us. You know, or even you, you know, as you go through life, everything you do, if it's something new, whether it's music or video or even sitting on the board, you kind of take it for granted that that's what you're doing the day you're doing it. And then when you get to be my age and you look back and say, wow, I had no idea. You know what I mean?
2: I know. I know. And like you said, I, with everyone that's listening, they should do a diary. They should keep track of everything they're saying. Like you never know what will happen later on. Well,
1: cuz you I mean you you know as well as I do, you know, whether you become a superstar or successful really that that has nothing to do with it. It's just that story of what you did to get where you got and and what came comes out at the other end. And I think if you write up and here I'm talking and I've never done it. You know, and I'm 75 years old, okay.
2: Well, I'll make that movie for you
1: right yeah, now. Yeah, you can me. make that movie for me cuz somebody's got to make it for me cuz I sure as heck can't make that for me. Well, folks, guess what you ought to know is coming up next and it's going to be a pretty awesome show. I've got an I've got an interview coming up where it's uh we're talking about the Mustang Mach EGT, This is going to be one stupid, fast electric car. I think it'll be the fastest on the product. Kristen Barclay's calling in. Haven't heard what she's talking about. Brian Armstead, he got a new Kia van. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, Tom Liu, he's the Ford exterior design. He put, he went and seen, uh, I think it's an F-18 Raptor, you know, jet fighter. And if you look at the new 2022 Raptor, you're going to see a lot of jet engine or jet fighter, you know, uh, cues, or as they like to call them Easter eggs throughout that truck. So I'm, I've already put my name on the list to grab one. So that should be, uh, that should be a whole lot of fun just in itself. All right. Don't touch that dial. You ought to know right around the corner on FM 96, one AM 1170. The answer. Everybody, everybody.